1: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america and a member FDSE.
0: we watched it last week together and i think we came out liking it a lot then i reread the book and it doesn't stack up no
2: so i think the casting and the acting is really really good in it
0: looks
1: great and it is a really good story but it's just so complicated (laughs)
2: <laughs> that scene as well, it's, its he's obviously taking the piss, or is he not? I don't know. There's, I don't think moments. he is. Oh, OK, because um, that scene's hilarious.
1: That well, it would have weird. probably been
0: the biggest penis that's ever been on, uh, and actually the on fil- any screen. The film penis is a lot bigger than the book penis. <laughs> well, can you stop saying penis and looking at me? <laughs> yeah, sorry.
2: <laughs> Hello joining Flixwatcher today remotely we have Ben. Hello. Sam. Hi there. And Kobe. Hello. And we're here to review Watchmen. Hello and welcome to this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. Joining us today we have Ben and Sam. If you'd like to say hello and tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please.
0: Hello, we are Ben and Sam Townsend, two brothers who like to drink beer and talk about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And uh, we have a podcast called Universally Speaking, where it's a lot of nonsense, some laughs and some Red Hot Chili Peppers. (laughs) So, where
3: there's a lot of um, podcasts around that talk about particular bands or particular musicians, what what's your, your approach doesn't seem to be going like song by song so much. You can seem a bit more scattergun with, with your episodes. How do you, how do you choose what uh, goes on per episode?
1: Well, we take the approach of selecting. Uh an album or well it started off as full albums but now we have to restrict it to half an album because it we 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 go too long yeah we do Uh, but we we, you know we we listen to a song we talk about it we Mm. go off on wherever it may take us and um, if it's not albums it's live performances Uh, yeah and we just respond to it Having just listened to it at full volume, that's one of our maximum volume. Yeah, it's got to be maximum volume. So you come out and you are, you know, we tend to be feeling it, and we just let our emotions run wild. That's a great description.
2: I was very, I was very pleased to see that my favourite song had a whole episode dedicated to it. Oh, well, well squeeze, squeeze, yeah. The yeah. Um, we used to be quite a lost, lost B-side. Before, because it was on the soundtrack to Heads as well. But before the days of like the internet and Spotify mm. and things like that, it was it was quite it's a rare to one to get. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, when you realise that you've got a finite amount of content to talk about, you will end up just focusing on a whole song for two hours at some point. Well, you will. But I do That's agree.
1: Something. You know that it's got a cult following. It's a great song. It's the story of it is a very interesting. And yeah, we we dragged it out for best about two hours. So it certainly did.
3: Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard it. I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, a, well listen
1: to the song and then listen to the
3: episode and then, yeah, you'll, oh, well, your life will well, be forever changed. Well, and why do you guys choose... Um, why, why do you talk about Red Hot Chili Peppers as opposed to... There's one episode where you were kind of naming your, your, your favourite three guitarists and they were Extreme and, um, and well, Slash, AK Guns N' Roses, Stroke, uh, Velvet, Re- Re- Velvet Revolver. So why did you choose Red Hot Chili Peppers over... <laughs>
0: over those guys well we we actually were in a uh a red hot chili peppers covers band for a few years we were it's called the lukewarm chili peppers (laughs) and uh, we were round and about up and down the the south coast weren't we performing in uh, clubs and clubs more side to side it was more side to side you're right (laughs) sorry I went I I could have gone lateral I went horizontal (laughs) but no uh,
1: prior to that we we had bonded you know done some serious brotherly bonding over the Red Hot Chili Peppers
2: I was going to say the tribute band you didn't have the costume did you or did you? No,
0: the, the costume. No, no. We, we did it differently. <laughs> um, the approach was we would play songs like them, but we wouldn't look like them. So <laughs> what I would do traditionally was uh, wear full Joker face makeup and green hair, yeah, a pair of army boots and quite tight velour or velvet uh, full-length dinner dresses that my that uh, <laughs> Sam, your wife's mum, would give to me. My other yeah, Uh What did you used to dress so up? I just used to wear any, like literally
1: anything, dresses, fancy dresses. you were sexy, sexy nurse. I was a very sexy so what,
3: nurse. what instruments did you guys play? Uh, I played the guitar. And I was a singer. Okay,
0: yeah. okay. We'll so we yeah. also well, made a, uh, a brief and strange appearance on Richard and Judy, didn't we? we? The <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Uh, that, uh, I,
1: don't, I don't know how that came about, but we were on Richard and Judy very briefly.
3: Let's Google lukewarm chilli peppers, Richard and Judy. The internet brings up if strange things. If you can't teams. find it, I've, I can provide it. Yeah, we've got it on VHS tape.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's, we're talking about Watchmen today, and that was your choice, Ben? Yes, it was. Yeah, can you tell us why you chose Watchmen and then
0: give us a synopsis in one minute or less, if you can do I chose Watchmen because um I was a, a big fan of the book before it uh, before the film came out. I was aware of the kind of behind the scenes attempts to get it made. I was avid about the build up to it when the marketing campaign was going on and uh, uh the, the website was updated daily with new images, new songs. Uh it was just the minutiae of the world which is what I loved about the book. And um having seen the film and coming out of it it wasn't quite what I wanted. And I I just thought it would be an interesting film to talk about. So, here I go. Are you ready? Is the countdown on? I've written this down because it's a difficult film to summarise. Is it 60 seconds
1: for both things? Or or just for the synopsis?
0: (laughs) Oh, fine. Okay. (laughs) We are in an alternate timeline in 1980s America, and the world stands on the brink of nuclear war as the US and the Soviet Union face off across the globe. A fractured timeline lets us explore the history of costumed heroes, the Minutemen, in the 1940s and the creation of Dr Manhattan, the only truly superpowered being in the story. We then move through the years as a new group of heroes fill the void left by the Minutemen before they are outlawed by the Keen Act in 1977. When the comedian is murdered, Rorschach, a masked vigilante who now operates outside the law, suspects that someone is killing former heroes and takes it upon himself to warn his own teammates. But all is not as it seems." As events unfold and the threat of nuclear war escalates, it becomes clear that ex adventurer, billionaire Adrian Veidt, is behind the mystery and he has a plan that might just save the world. Well, very well done, Ed. That's very I,
2: eloquent. That's one of the best synopsis we've ever had. Yeah, no,
1: yeah. I like that. <laughs> well, that's kind of like, it's, basically it's just... how I would have read it. <laughs> uh,
3: but... <laughs> I do like hearing people, people's when we, when we enforce like a minute, people suddenly get like panicky. And it's just like, you don't need to go that much into that much detail. That was great, by the way. But you Thanks. can just kind of say, yeah, mass superheroes are made for vigilantes. Yeah, like, let's talk about it. Stuff happens
0: and it doesn't make yeah. much sense unless you've read the book.
3: Well, I mean, let's talk about it then. So the graphic novel versus the film, you said you were disappointed. So
0: highlight why that is. I think they did the best they could. I think Zack Snyder did the best he could. Within the purview of 2009, when you're trying to cram a huge and multifaceted and incredibly detailed story into, mm. well, two, two hours. Two and a half hours, it was. Yeah, now. for then, the, the extended version puts in a bit more. Um, it loses the essence of the book for me, uh which is the relationships between the heroes. You see them there, you have the roots of them, and you have you have the kind of end game but you don't have everything in the book the extension of the world the mm. detail is in that's in the story what you get is essentially a zack snyder film um where the emphasis has to be on the action in order to bring people in and the emphasis is not on the action on the book um no I, I i really in i enjoyed it i mean we went to the cinema to see not we we did and uh, yes. we came out liking it a lot and we watched it last week together and i think we came out liking it a lot then i reread the book and uh, yeah doesn't it, stack it, up no so if you hadn't seen if you hadn't read the book the graphic novel
3: can you take it from that point of view would you would you enjoy it as a story and as a film outside of that purview i
0: think it's a bit yeah, i think i would have been a bit confused i watched it today and i tried to take that stance Mm. And there's a lot goes on, like the, the opening musical montage where there's a lot of wil- uh, world building over yeah. times were changing. I looked at it from the point of view, if I haven't read the book, and I thought, it looks fantastic, but I'm not sure that the, the I would fully understand what the world was. Well, Just I, I've minute. not
2: read the book, and I've seen it. So this is like my third time now, and I think I get it now, or I mm. think... <laughs> Like the first first time I saw it, um, I saw it at the cinema and um, because it's a Zack Snyder film, just there's so much going on visually that I was just kind of like, your eyeballs are a little bit scorched and um, there's a lot to digest. And it is about now where I was like, okay, I, I, think, I think I can kind of get it all. And um, the, the opening credits, I still think are like amazing.
1: If, mm. like,
2: that bit is still it's a really good way of trying to cram in like a huge amount of a timeline in a really creative mm. way.
1: Yeah, I, so, I absolutely agree with that. Actually, that's, I've read, read the book once before we went to see it together. And by the end of the credit, you know, the opening credits and the, the fight scene, I was fully in. Yeah. You know, I just think it's it's such a good first five or you know, ten minutes of a film, it's probably not that much, but it's brilliant. And every time I watch it I feel that way and I feel the same and and it's just enough I think to to make me really want to love it. But by the end of it, I always find myself wondering exactly what the hell is going on. So but I just I, I do I just think it looks great. And it is a really good story,
3: but it's just so complicated. So do you think it's the fact that it kind of loses people and there's like double crossings and double crossings and it's how the reveal happens? Because I, I read the book once and I bought, I, I, re, I re-bought it and I was going to try and read it ahead of today but uh, just didn't get, didn't get around to it to do, do a comparison. Um, but I can't remember the reveal of Ozymandias being the owner of, of Pyramid Enterprises because uh, that seemed kind of clunky in, in this. Mm. Um, but I can't remember if that's how it transpires in, in the book. Yeah, um, because that was, my, that was my biggest kind of book bearers, like trying to take it from someone who's not embedded with the source material
0: as much as you guys might be. It's in there. Uh, and there yeah. is that scene where um, Rorschach and Nightowler in the office, in um, Ozymandias' office, breaking, clunkily breaking the code and guessing, <laughs> guessing the password. Just leave your book out. That's your password. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that is. That's wonderful. How that uh, um, Donald transpires. Trump of
2: passwords exactly.
0: Yeah, um, that that's there. And what the good bits of the film is is when it's taking those things and putting them on screen as per the book. For me, mm. it's just not in enough detail. And um, the, the major change is, of course, the ending of the book and the the thrust of the story of the book and the thrust of the story of the film about how um, Osmandias is going to um, save the world. It, it, it's two different plots. And f- I think that's where the film actually beats the book because the, the way it's done in the book, I always found it a little bit silly. Well, the squid, the yeah. giant squid. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the genetically engineered squid. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I think the... is it is, is, People... Complain against you know about true stories, and also they complain about not complain about. They compare things with the like a source material to to films, but it's very rarely you can you can really get, as you said, the, the Watchmen is such a dense graphic novel, and I mean straight away when going through this graphic novel is like okay, ignore the Minutemen stuff, ignore all the stuff with the the, the pirates, um, oh, yeah. the guys on the desert island. and that takes out like half the half the kind of thing, um. But I think it's like a, it's almost like a thankless task, putting something onto the screen from a from a source novel like that, isn't it? And I think when you look at the most successful ones, like train spotting, that's train spotting book versus train spotting the film. There's like ten percent of the book, but it, you know it takes the essence of it and puts it into the screen. And everyone's like, "Yeah, this is a great film."
0: Okay, okay. I, you,
3: you, I, yeah, I always have you guys read train spotting. Have no, you no, someone who's read train spotting?
2: Yeah, I guess the things with novels and graphic novels is slightly different because there's just so much in 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 books that isn't given visually that mm. you just chop out and you can still kind of get the gist of it but if you're in a position where everything's kind of presented of what could be a storyboard or you know mm. if you just animated the novel the, the graphic novel it would all be there it's kind of different if you've seen that because I think when you watch a film and you've read the book your mind kind of fills in the gaps if it needs to or goes okay i can kind of see where that goes but because your mind's seen everything visually and in order it's maybe a little bit more like well where was the bit with that that i saw
0: so i don't know whether
2: there's some kind of weird like psychology behind like seeing words and seeing pictures um so, yeah, I don't know. Famously, uh, um, Moore hates it, doesn't he? He's just like, I'm never gonna watch it. Oh, god, it. yeah,
0: yeah, he won't have exactly. his name associated with it, it at said, all.
2: Yeah, he's just like, oh, well, you know, if he ever does watch it and says it's not the worst thing it could be, then he'd be happy, but
0: it's definitely not the worst thing it could be, and it, it's very successful in a lot of things that it does. Some of the um, the recreations of the characters and, the, and some of the key moments are brilliantly done. It's just you're, you're right, there's those missing, there's those missing chunks, it lacks the subtlety. The book's the book's got so much there; it is so dense, and the film is just in your face, and it and it it has a lot of background detail that's taken directly um, from the book, but it's there's no subtlety to this film at mm. all. <laughs> it's I, I kind think, of an I,
2: understatement, isn't it? Really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but as
1: as a, a huge fan as you are, I, I I think that they couldn't really have won. There's no way that you can do something like this and please everyone. You can't please. Like the the real fans of the graphic novel, and, and actually, you can't make it that appealing to an, a newcomer because it's it's so there's much to so, it. There's so much to it. Yeah. So you either you I think they did actually a really good job of trying to put everything in, and some of the vehicles they used, like the opening credits and and all of those things, to try and squeeze as much as they could into the time that they had. So for someone like me who's only read the book once, I actually think I actually really enjoy it up to the final kind of act. I, I just sort of lose it there every time, but I do really enjoy it, and I and I really enjoy like Snyder's direction. I think like the first fight scene is brilliant. It's just, I, every time I watch it, I feel every blow, and it, it's just fantastic. So I think. Maybe it's just best for someone like me who's only who's only read it once and isn't that invested, but knows enough mm-hmm. about it to probably be able to follow it. Just about
3: it's a bit too like okay, Doctor Manhattan's there. He's a big blue thing. <laughs> yeah. There's some bits of Mars. I don't need to know. Okay, the comedian he dies. The, yeah, the smiley face badge. Fine, go Rorschach. Fine. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I,
2: I think, I guess, for me, because the world is so well designed that you're prepared to kind of jump in and go with it. I think for me, what happens is that. It gets to a certain point where they've suddenly realised that, oh shit, we've gone over like two and a half hours, we need to actually finish the story. And it's kind of like the third part feels a lot more rushed. So I think after the kind of jailbreak, after that gets a bit like, that, I think that's probably for me, the least part that I'm sort of on board with and and everything else up to then I was kind of like fine and Getting along with, and then it just feels really rushed and squashed, as if they're like, "Oh shit, we've got to tell the ending now." I'll wrap um, this up, yeah, you know, just people die.
3: <laughs> What's the? I can't remember what the director's cut is like because I've seen that. It's like three thousand fifteen, isn't it? Yeah, or maybe even longer than.
0: I think it includes the. I haven't seen it, but I understand it includes the tales of the Black Freighter stuff, which you, which I've got is as it? a separate. um I bought that as a separate disc back in okay. the day. And also on that disc was the the book under the hood that Hollis Mason, the first Night Owl, writes. Yeah, there's a in universe documentary about him writing the book, which is which is great. It's really interesting and really well done. So in the extended version, they cut in the tales of the Black Freighter, um, which was always a bit of the book that I didn't actually like that much. It's just a parallel story that kind of mirrors the um, the mm. plot. Um, I don't think they put in much more. I mean, a speaker's a man who's never seen it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, just, uh, I don't think they put in much more actual, you know, story.
1: If you haven't to, seen it, to, what
0: hope have we go. Well, yeah, I need to rewatch it. But that
3: was like when, ten years ago when I saw it, and I hadn't read the book at the time, so I need to. And, and this is the first time I've seen this version of it. I've only seen this is twice, second time I've seen this film. So once was a director's cut version. Once was this version ten years apart. So I, I can't remember what the differences were. The key plot points are in there. Manhattan's massive cock and then there's like (laughs) (laughs) explosion and Rorschach Um,
0: but yeah I need to to revisit that to to see what the difference is what what do you think about the the Doctor Manhattan effect the uh, the CG you know the fully CG um, person
3: it was well I might have more more to say but because it masks what's that character what's that actor's name Billy, Billy Crudup Crudup Crudup, Crudup, Colin Call him Can, Billy. Isn't he one of your favourites?
2: Billy C. Yeah, well, Is I, I he, uh, almost. Fa- I know mainly from Almost Famous, but he's also in Twentieth hmm. Century Women and amongst other things. Hmm. Um, but it's kind of interesting. I was reading about how they they made him kind of have that glow, and basically was sort of lit up yeah. at the same time as he was like green suited and stuff. Um, yeah, I guess it's kind of a, quite a hard thing to put on the screen and. Get people to believe that you know he's kind of this. What is he like? The most powerful thing in the world, and was like blown apart and then put himself back together.
0: I think some. I think ninety percent of Doctor Manhattan in the the film is really well done. The 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 blowing apart scene, uh, the the reconstruction scene, Mm. I think is the blowing apart scene especially when he's panicking. I think is I think is great, and ninety percent of his of of the look of him is fine and. unfortunately the worst the worst recreation of him is when you first see him when he's absolutely massive and then he shrinks down in a really in a really weird mm. way i'm not so taken by that i think
3: if you look if you if you do the film um it, nowadays i think it would i don't think it'd be that much different to be honest with you it, it'd probably be more finessed but i think it still kind of stands up from um from what a fully cgi person could be in 2009 versus 2020 i don't think it's that bad. Um, and he is the most striking character from the comics brought to life, and I think that's that's well done. One thing I really liked actually was how they did Rorschach's face. Yeah, it's fantastic. And how how the how the ink blot was moving all the time. I thought that was a really really cool. Yeah.
0: thing. What they uh, what they did as well is what you can't do in the comic. is very hard lines on Rorschach's mask, and what mm. they do in in this version is they have little ink bleed yeah. from the edges. It, it's such a good effect. Yeah. Have you guys seen the TV show? Without, I'm not going to spoil
3: anything in the TV show. No, no. I haven't. <laughs> no, what, Laura? No,
0: no.
3: What's the matter with you guys? Well, Helen,
2: oh. I haven't. Is, is it HBO? Is it on HBO?
3: It's on. It was on now, it's on Sky Now TV. Okay. Yeah, but it's HBO. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's get off the TV series. Apart from to say, like, what's the first episode? And if you're not interested at all, because it was genuinely last year, it was my favorite. I, I can't remember putting number one or two with Chernobyl, but it was just like. An absolutely astonishing TV show. So do watch it. The story is not the same as this as the book. All it's right, a whole different story. I'll start and, it and it. start tonight.
2: Watch it without Googling any episodes beforehand, watch it from the yeah, start. Exactly. Um so one of the, a couple of things that I'd written down. Um I think for me that I think this is probably a thing with um uh, Snyder's film in general, but it, it kind of lacked in an emotion and feeling a little bit in that i don't quite know what the tone is in in the obviously in the book but everything is so stylized and so in your face that there's kind of points when you kind of should feel emotion and you don't and there's yeah. other Did you times you feel emotion
3: during the hallelujah scene oh god no. don't
0: please
2: <laughs> so <laughs> i mean that scene as well it's He's obviously taking the piss, or is he not? I don't know. There's, I don't there's think moments... he is. Oh, okay. Because um, that seems hilarious. Um, but there's a bit where she obviously finds out who her dad is, and I, I, that's kind of meant to be a big moment, but hmm. it's kind of not because it's just like, well, yeah, just work all, all kind
1: of goes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's just you, you just sort of going along at the same kind of pace, the same kind. Of, uh, and
0: I mean, I do like the rev- the, the performance from Billy Crudup there because he's always got that flat Dr. Manhattan delivery, that mm. he actually does appreciate life and can come back to Earth because because out of all this insanity and chaos, um, someone like um, Laurie is being created. I think that's a really well-performed bit. Yeah, but I think also... Yeah, the yeah.
2: tone of the film, though, doesn't... That, 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 I think the, 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 cast, the casting in it is brilliant because mm-hmm. what they've done is they've picked actors that are... Sort of recognizable in that you're like, oh yeah, I kind of like that guy's work, or I've seen her before and they're pretty good, but they're not that recognizable that you're, Mm. you know, them for another role. So I think the casting and the acting is really, really good in it. But as the direction, there's just like one tone and it's just like violent, (laughs) in your face, loud, grim like there's a lot of grimness, like people being fed to dogs and chipped out (laughs) over your head. So it's either just like really, really grim. Or there's, like, a gap where there should be humour and emotion, but he's just kind of forgot mm. to add that.
3: Yeah, I think that... Exactly. I don't remember it being as visceral as it was, because that, that chip fat scene, for example, and the, the whole kind of scene in The prison, that was just, like, rough, uh, some of that. I was just like, good God, I can't remember that.
1: I know, and then dark. before you know it, you're, you're on Mars in, like, pure sci-fi mode. And, it, <laughs> and it, that, that just, you know, always throws me... And I think that's where I start to lose it, really, because I always enjoy... The, the 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 you know the full on visceral element of of everything about it the violence and I enjoy that kind of thing yeah and then hang on a minute what's going on here uh, that's where I I start to <laughs> wane
0: a little bit and then I it's a downhill slope for me from yeah. That. I th- yeah I think the the tone I think you're right Helen the tone of the film is I, the thing is Zack Snyder is such a, a huge fan of the book. And previously you had people like um, Paul Greengrass or Aronofsky or Terry Gilliam who might have bought more of a nuanced take on it. Especially Terry Gilliam. Imagine Terry Gilliam's watch. Well, he said it was unfilmable. Yeah. That was his take it turns on out, it. Turns out it pretty it was, much is. Yeah. Um, but you're right, it's very flat and it's very stylized, and that's Zack Snyder's way. And it doesn't, it doesn't serve the film, doesn't serve the book particularly well. But, but you're right, the, some of the casting is absolutely phenomenal. Patrick Wilson yes, is.
3: Matthew brilliant. Good. Um, who Marlon plays. Malin in, yeah. Um, the only person I couldn't really, of the main Watchmen, I couldn't really um, remember, I've not seen them since, was the person who plays Rorschach.
0: Jackie L. Haley. Well,
2: he Jackie he was Freddie in the new um, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. And he was also in Little Children with Luke Wilson before before this. Oh, yeah, I've not seen any of those He's films. He kind of does um, like TV. Has he done a bit of TV stuff recently? We I don't kind
3: of want to say that he has. That, but, but I think <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I think I think um the Rorschach the, the person who played Rorschach I thought was was fantastic. Yeah, was exactly. yeah,
1: perfect yeah. casting, I think, for that, yeah. Uh, it's just and, uh,
3: and Matthew Good as well as uh, Osman Diaz. So <laughs> it was like yeah, Marlon, I'd seen those all uh, like Patrick Wilson, um Matthew Good, they're all kind of on the cusp of being the probably like B or C listers. Yeah. Um and yeah, so I think you're right, they're kind of like I know them ish. They're more than character actors, but they're not like their own
0: um, yeah, they not a, megastars. The, no. the, the big casting problem I have is is actually Matthew Good. Oh, as, really, Ozymandias, hes too young and too—he looks too inexperienced. Mm. Ozymandias oh, Carlo as well as Miss um, Jupiter's mum. yeah, Yes, Spectre One. Now, yeah. yeah, but Ozymandias is should be a man of the world. He's mm. he's built up to this moment throughout his life, and he's very much portrayed like that in the in the book. And Matthew gets just too young. And he's doing a, a weird kind of faux German accent, which is unexplained. And it's completely unconvincing unconvincing. And I remember coming out to cinema saying, I thought Night Owl was perfectly done, Rorschach was perfectly done, the comedian is hmm. is absolutely spot on. Oh yeah. yeah. But the yeah. linchpin of the film is Ozzy Mandeius. He's the thing that the whole he's the he's the thing that the whole thing rests on with his with his big end game. And I was completely unconvinced by it. I think for me, that added to the whole confusion as well, because he was
1: he was far too young. He was twelve. It do, well, but it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. That's the problem. And and when you are coming to it with new eyes, you know you do. Uh, for anyone who hasn't read the book, I think this is going to be a completely lost cause. Uh, you know, and uh, um, and and he adds to that, that. For me, I just yeah, he makes a baby
0: in it it a, a Batman suit. So. He makes it very difficult to follow.
2: Well, the the way that I got it from watching it this time around is that the other ones are kind of like a little bit sort of overweight slash lost their way slash a little bit shabby. And the fact that he was still kind of like really good looking and still kind of like in shape was because, you know, a testament of his brilliant mind and the fact that, you know, he's kind of the sharper one who managed to outwit them more. So it didn't bother me that much. But then again, I don't have... The, the pre-association that came with that. So I just kind of took it that he was the one who looked kind of like as fresh as he was those years ago because he was so brilliant and evil and, I don't know, was doing something with Egyptians or something, I don't know, the <laughs> I think eternal come, life.
0: The pyramids and stuff, oh, yeah, yeah the pyramid great. in Antarctica. And when we come to the scores, I'm going to have to think about this because... I'm gonna to have to think about it as just judging it on the film is what we should be doing here, isn't it? And I brought so much in from from having read the source material a few times. I think that that's often a dangerous thing, especially
3: when I've had like frank discussions with friends when they when something's not represented in the source material, um, like Marvel, for example. I've read I've read very very few Marvel comics. Um, so I'm coming at it with just like yeah this is really cool but some people are, like really pissed off at how Merlin was portrayed in Iron Man 3 for example and I'm like I don't care this, mm. for me it's fine uh, so I think maybe maybe allude to the non- person of you that hadn't read the book. Yeah, um, I think yeah, you're right. As what, yeah. what, what, what you take, but give us give us your insights to the the, the real life you, you now as well.
2: But go with the art ultimately. Yeah,
3: do yeah, too
1: harsh. I'll go on book reader podcast to to talk about. <laughs> but when you, I guess when you're making a film like that and like this, they have to consider the the, the newcomer more so than the <laughs> than the than the person. They also who's, do, yeah. because there's such a they're
3: such a large much larger portion of the audience. So. And I think it's only when it is just one book as well um, or like a series like Harry Potter they have to be have to, they have, I think they have to get things right and then people can kind of relax a bit um, but when it's something like Marvel where there's like different timelines there's different people there's different versions of the Avengers there's all these different things then to be so angry about how one interpretation of a character mm-hmm. isn't what you want to do but I think it's a bit like a come on mate yeah. um, but if there's anything else should we head to the scores yeah let's do it.
0: Hello, I'm Sam Pei. And I'm Martin Zotzostwick And together we host a show called Song, Song by Song, where we deal with the music of Tom Waits. We've been going since uh, 2015. Every week we talk about a new track. Uh, we've made our way through 15 seasons so far of his music. And now we're going back to the early years. And if you haven't listened to Tom Hicks before, it's not the growly stuff. It's not the stuff where he's hitting an automobile with a bone for percussion. It's a nice, easy way into his music. If that sounds like something you would be interested in, you should check out our website, songbysongpodcast.com, or put Song by Song into your podcatcher of choice.
2: Welcome to the Flixwatcher Scores. All of our scores are out of five. You may have decimal places if you wish, and we will start with you, please, Ben, with your recommendability.
0: God, I wish it could be higher. <laughs> I've, I've gone down these hands since we even watched it last week. Wow. Um, 2.5, I think. Oh! I, I, uh, I, yeah, I just, I, I think... And this is, this is you coming to it blind, Yeah, just uh, having watched the film. I imagine I watched the film for the first time. Mm. Okay. Um, I don't think I can recommend it that highly. Oh, I I feel
1: eternally generous. I'm going (laughs) to go for a 3.1. It's extremely long and very difficult to follow. But I I still recommend it because I think it's got so... There's so many good things about it just to watch Mm. for the first time. So 3.1 for me. Helen.
2: Well, I did not think at this point I would be the one with, with the highest um, recommend. I'm going to give it a four. Um, it's, as a comparison, it, Avengers, I'd recommend to everyone. This, not so much. But I, um, I think it's really interesting and there's a lot to kind of get out of it. And I sort of admire his ambition really a lot with this, um, on taking on something which is clearly, you know, way beyond what he probably imagined or experienced but it does manage to create this it's in, its entire world and there are obviously some weird bits um the hallelujah sex scene um but i i kind of like the characters in it and i like the acting and i think going into it for this time around i was expecting to not enjoy it as much as i did and i don't know whether it's because i've now s- seen it a few times that i kind of um understand it a bit more and it's it's kind of interesting because you know he made this in 2009 which i think what we'd had maybe iron man so yeah, he was quite time. ahead of spider-man y- yeah are oh, you
3: talking about marvel specifically
2: yeah and okay. you know it's an 18 as well um which was kind of a brave thing to do, mm. which had it maybe been made a little bit later, the studios would have pushed it to be less violent so that it would have had the same success of kind of the Avengers film. So it's it's really interesting. I don't think it's perfect and, um, you know, the tone isn't there, but if someone hadn't seen it and they kind of liked comic book films or they, they, they'd like the dread... Recent one that came out a few mm-hmm. years ago, I'd say this is kind of for them.
3: So I was that four? Four, yeah. I good it for four point one. Um, I really, I, I enjoyed it, and it's good to revisit it post watching the TV show. Um, I'm half convinced. I'm half tempted to watch the TV show again, but there's just there's, there's not enough time. There's lots of things I want to watch um, at the moment, which I, I'm not getting around to. So that might have to go on back burner. But um, I do want to read the book uh, again, just to kind of reframe my mind, but I think it's it's fine. I think it, it gets a bit murky with the with the storyline towards the end, and I think the the clangor of how they reveal it's Ozymandias behind everything is a bit like, it's not even it's, it's not even a plot twist because it just doesn't really make any sense as to how that comes about, how they've figured it out, I think. Um, but apart from that, it's a bit of a romp. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. So, repeat viewing score. Uh
0: Ben, well I have watched this a few times, so I'm going to have to say uh reasonably high. But will you watch it how many how often will you watch it again in the future? I that's got to play into. Yeah, it, it will. I think uh, yeah, I will watch it again. When I when <laughs> I recommended it though, I I just can't recommend it to everybody. But sure. I, I myself will watch it. Uh so for mm. Sam. Well, I I actually
1: think that the the, the, it, the rewards for watching it again are are vast. There's so much detail. The, there's the more you watch it, the more you'll understand it, um, and the more you'll take from it. So I'm four point six. I'm high. Okay.
3: Helen,
2: um, it's, it's long. You know, this, this this non-directors cut is two hours forty three minutes. You know, it's a long film. So in terms of re-watching, it's not going to be a regular watch. So I would have seen, I still like the cinema. And then I probably saw it maybe, maybe about five years ago. Am I going to watch it again? I don't know. I don't know why I would. But then <laughs> I guess if someone was to say, I've never seen it, do you want to watch it with me? I'd probably say yes. And I think... You kind of have to watch it at least twice, I guess. If you had, to, if you sort of enjoyed it the first time, the more times you watch it, the more you'll understand and you'll kind of get the gist. Um, I give it three.
0: D- the length, so <laughs> length is a concern. And uh, today, I thought I'd have one more watch of it. I watched it on one point four speed. <laughs> And it really raced through the story <laughs> right.
1: could, I, I'm yeah. desperately concerned now that I gave it a 4.6 so I'm going to have to watch it again <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think I might I mean you call,
2: might do yeah I might have scored whole, it too highly the rest but of your life
1: I, I'm de- yeah I'm definitely not going to lower it but um, yeah I'm not going to be watching it tomorrow that's for sure
3: Um, I'll, I'll definitely watch it again not often because it's long but I think I might lean it Next what rewatch will be the director's cut uh, to compare and contrast after, what, uh, after i after read the book again. Um, so I'm going to get quite a high score based on needing to watch it again rather than um, to. watching it frequently. So uh, let's go 3.8, I think. Small screen score.
0: Ben? I think it's going to go a bit lower here because... I quite enjoy the the effects. They built a lot. The a lot of the sets were built. The new all in New York. The New York streets were built, and they cleverly filmed around corners and, and stuff like that. And I think the CGI is quite um, stylized, and I, and I quite like the whole look of the film. And I certainly enjoyed it when we saw it in the cinema. So I would go. And again, my thing is my TV quite big, so <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for a three.
3: Sam
1: I I don't know whether I'm overscoring it I I think it's still enjoyable but it is it does it's a film that does really flourish on the big screen so I'm a 3.9 here 3.9 I'm saying 3.9 that's
3: that's high that's high Uh, Helen
2: yeah so I just think there's so much going on that it doesn't all quite fit into a small screen and you know you just haven't seen Watchmen if you haven't seen a giant blue penis on a similar oh, screen, oh, really, spe- have
0: you? Especially 60-foot Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a really big boy.
2: See, I don't get it. So, like, sometimes he has pants and sometimes he doesn't have pants. So I get that, mm. like, he obviously has to wear pants when he's going on TV.
0: Lots of it But now. then
2: he kind of wears... Yeah. But it's like, well...
0: But
1: they I are the rules, bit, aren't they? If a you're a big and combat. blue, you have to wear
0: pants in. That I just Vietnam think, and also, it. when he's walking, striding through Vietnam in his V-shaped black pants, yeah. they stick yeah. on the Apocalypse Now music, which is a little bit heavy-handed. But yeah, I think if you'd have had him in no pants in that particular scene... Or Ride of the Valkyrie, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> the Apocalypse Now music.
2: <laughs> That's Everyone how I, knows I it, that, is that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I think if you'd have had right. Dr. Manhattan's Willy that big on screen... At that, that point, yeah. That well, it would have probably way. been the biggest penis that's ever been on, uh, and actually the on fil- any screen. The film penis is a lot bigger than the book penis. How <laughs> well, can you stop saying penis and looking at me? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. for, that, was- for
2: that alone, I think you deserve to see it on the screen. Um, I, do, I do think because it's so stylized and it's so in your face, that um, it is one of those that does deserve to be seen on the screen. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give it three.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go a bit lower. Um, two point five. Um, I think it, I've only seen it on a big on a small screen. Uh, it looked quite looks quite good, but I would like I would like to a rewatch to happen. I would like a rewatch to be on the big screen. I think it would look quite cool. Um, so for that reason, yeah, two point five. I think
0: engagement score. Ben. Well, I just said I watched it at one point four speed. So <laughs> um, yeah, I think it 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 looks great despite the fact that i've moaned and bitched about it and i suggested this film it, i do I, I do i wasn't looking at my phone while i was watching it so i'm going to give it a reasonably generous 3.5
3: mm. sam
1: but i always feel engaged by this film up to the final act so i i i'm going to give it a solid 3.8 and i and i think it deserves that for all of its good points that for me vastly outweigh its bad points. Three point eight. Helen.
2: Um. So this was like my third watch. So it wasn't as engaged as the first time. And obviously, seeing it in the cinema, I was completely engaged to the point where I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> with the show, so I was watching it um, with my eyes and my brain. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a funny one. I think if you're if you're not paying attention, then you're going to get so much less out of it. But the fact that it's it's is quite long, and some of the bits you're a bit like, just get to the bit where he does the thing.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which bit's that?
2: <laughs> um, Blow
0: Blowtorch. This-
1: yeah, the mouse thing is a problem. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs>
3: so I'm going to go for yeah I think it's four just feels right I've got no reason no real reason other than that
2: I think the last time I watched it before this was um, at Christmas so I kind of have, have it as Christmas film
0: forget it's a wonderful life I'm, I'm sick of watchmen now <laughs> uh,
3: that gives an overall score of three point five five zero 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 exactly um so we go to twitter at this point just to everyone listening uh, if you listen for the first time do follow us on twitter at FlixWatcherPod pod uh, because we do put a shout out before we record and an example is this case we're reviewing watchmen with ben townsend and sam from universally rhcp have you seen it tell us your thoughts and then score out of five stars for a shout out on FlixWatcher. and uh, we had a few responses here um ben do you want to take us out with the first one
0: yeah, we got Lee Thomas saying, Having never read the comic, I didn't know what to expect. Ended up enjoying it and not quite understanding the negativity. Interesting characters and well-directed, if overly long. Three smiley faces out of five. So, nice little touch there. Very positive. Sam. I read the graphic no- novel and loved it.
1: I watched the film and it was okay. But the director's cut was much better. Four out of five. Alex Elliot. Yeah, that's, who that that's from? Alex Elliot. Alex Elliott. <laughs> So, uh, Helen.
2: So this one is from Lee TB, atrocious. I can't Ooh. find a half a star emoji on my phone, but there you have it.
0: Someone did later suggest the poo emoji.
2: Oh, that was me <laughs> bringing the tone down. <laughs> Maybe you could have used that, but um, yeah, it's not for everyone, is it, Watchmen?
0: <laughs> and we have
3: one last one where they they link to their review of Watchmen on, on Letterboxd, which I think is a bit a bit of a cop out. But um, yes, this is from last film scene. I think it may be more appreciated as a superhero as more superhero comic book films and TV shows are released and their universes expand. And so the general viewer becomes more versed in superhero comic lore and tropes. Um wasn't really a review there, it's just a, know, a, a statement. They did um, give it
2: four stars Yeah, but that was the link to the letterbox. I know. We don't go there. We haven't got time.
3: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to read your whole review. Uh, But Ben and Sam, thank you very much for joining us. Can you tell us where we can find your podcast online and uh, tell people where to find you and then we'll say goodbye?
0: Certainly. Um, Bentownsendmusic.com is where you can find everything about the University Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast or email me on bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com
3: struggling to remember your own email address that's a bit strange Sam <laughs>
1: I am at Stack Townsend on Twitter and that's the only place you can find me
2: <laughs>
3: well thank you very much guys if you, and everyone listening if you do like Red Hot Chili Peppers and want to get a bit more in depth uh, discussion with Ben and Sam do head to their podcast uh, University Speaking um, it's very good and uh, thank you very much guys for joining us thank you so thank much. You much thank you very much it's been great thank, thank you bye
2: bye bye Audio, tell them Flicks sent you.
1: You just heard a stripped media production.